Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number five of the Eavesdrop podcast. What do you think of the name Eavesdrop? It's a good name, man. That's after the Call of Duty perk, right? Yeah, like listening in. Like, what are they? What are the enemies saying? What yeah, are they, what's, yeah. what's going on? That was the one you could see, like, hear them through walls and all that, right? Yeah, I think that's the first time that they introduced um, a sort of playback of what kids were saying when you kill them. And Predator, who we'll talk about for a little bit, um, Predator sort of had this like dope ass idea where he would just make a uh, like a video of reactions of other people like saying that and you hear like hacker it's a good or, idea you know what i'm saying yeah uh and he'd be like and and i don't think it ever came to fruition but it was it was uh, very very cool anyway was that the first proximity chat like yeah that was that yeah, was yeah. it huh eavesdrop yeah for yeah. sure um anyway who you know for those who aren't watching on youtube and don't know who this young six foot nine Canadian man in, how tall are you? Six five. No. Six five. I wish I was six nine. How do you wish to be anything besides six five? If I had it my way, I would be six three, and I would thank the lucky stars for it. You're right. No, it, it, it's a blessing and a curse, dude. Planes, they suck. Can't get supercars. Well, you can, but then you have to be the rock and just like customize it from scratch. Yeah, but can't, we're not the rock, we, are we? Can't, we? we can't do that. No, Sorry. That. Sorry, Dwayne. Yeah. Not today. Good luck. Good for you, Dwayne. Yeah. I wonder if he starts Dwayne. to. Dwayne. Dwayne. Hey, we're on first name basis. Anyway, who, who are you? Today, who I am? Ah, oh, man, I'm uh, I'm Phase Pamash today. Today you are Phase I'm Fa- Austin or Phase Pamash today. That's that's weird to say out loud. It is, isn't it? it? it when was the last time you were Phase Pamash? That's like back in 20, 2013, man. Was it twenty thirteen, twenty twelve? I think twenty twelve. Because there was a, there was a time where you went independent and you weren't a part of, of a team. Yeah, and we gotta talk about that. Oh yeah, no, of course. Uh, anyway, so who are you? T- tell us a little about for those people because this is this podcast transcends Call of Duty, transcends esports. Like this isn't just gonna be you know esports. It's gonna be everybody that 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 uh, that I want to have a cool conversation with about absolutely. about absolutely just anything. So yeah. if somebody's here that's just a YouTuber, somebody's here who's just in Counter Strike esports or or League of Legends esports, like who who are you today, brother? I'm a I'm a YouTuber, bro. Um, I like to just kind of play video games and I just shred. I just destroy any any person I see with. I use one weapon class for seven years on a video game, and people really like it. But I'm what a, weapon I, is that? That's the the sniper rifle. Yeah, you know the pride and joy of optic. The, the pride thing and that, joy the of thing optic. that. The optic, you know, the thing that brought it all together. I mean, there's an optic on the scope. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing this since I was 14 years old. How old are you today? 22, 22 years. Young, yeah. old? No, I was young. That's pretty good. That's I remember when bad. I was 22 years old, and I was working at a bank, and I was partying, fishing, and playing basketball every day. Maybe not fishing every day, maybe not partying every day, but basketball like mm. every single day. Um, but you're 22 today. You started doing. When did you start making YouTube videos? These videos started coming out when I was like 14, and uh, even before, like I had a capture device or anything like that. You remember cables? Remember yeah, M40, M48 yeah, three yeah, cables, yeah. that guy? He had like this editing pack and he put all of his like S&D clips on YouTube. This is before I had a computer and all that. And I bought a computer and I didn't have like a Dazzle or, or anything like that. I had no capture device. I was like, man, I really just want to edit these videos. You know, I started watching Predator and I saw what this guy was doing. He was putting his favorite songs. And I think one of the biggest deals for like that made me want to do this was because a certain song Predator used because he used 
like a band called Thousand Foot Crutch. And at the time, I wasn't allowed to like listen to like hip hop or anything like that. It was. What do you mean? I wasn't allowed to listen to hip hop. It was. Oh, your mom wouldn't allow you. Yeah, to yeah. And I wasn't like really introduced Mama. to that. Yeah, I wasn't like really introduced to like that genre until. Until like really late in my life, honestly, I remember, I remember to this day, 50 Cent's debut album entered my house. My cousin gave it to me and I was like, it's right here in front of me. And somehow my mom found it and she threw it in the trash. No. And I feel like I was kind of deprived of, of good songs. Of good songs. That was 50 Cent's debut album. You and, know? and at the time that the internet had exist? Nothing. Were... No. How old were you? I was young, man. Okay. So when you were 14, what year was that? Because it was 1994 for me. Okay, 1994, I was 14 years old, and I was listening to Dr. Dre, The Chronic. I was this was like the beginning to... of high school. This is like after grade eight, so I'd say. I can't even remember the time, 1990-something? Not 1990-something. I've got 2008 or something oh, like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, Damn. man. I... Am I making you feel old? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I, feel, I feel old every single day, and, I, and most recently, I felt really, really old when I spent an entire week in Vegas with, uh, with Nate Shot. Um, and I... I really felt old because I wanted to go to bed at my usual, like nine o'clock, mm -hmm. and my body just gets me up at six thirty-seven, six thirty or seven a.m. every single day. That's nice, though. It is. It is. It's productive, if anything else, because it's it's quietly. I'll sit in my bed, and Jude, you know, Jude's laying there, and I'm just like working, answering emails, doing my work, doing while watching TV. Have my earpods on. Everything's like fire. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's almost my my. It's been my my routine for the last, I don't know, like six or seven months. But when I went to Vegas, not only was I living in a two-hour differential of, of when I go to bed, so by the time I was nine there, I should have already been asleep for, for, for two hours. And, and this dude, Nate, obviously is a happy-go-lucky dude and just wants to go have fun. So the first night we stayed up, I think I, I had three hours of sleep in 36 hours. So I woke up at like 5.30 that day. Traveled to to Vegas, mm -hmm. slept for three hours after Nate and I got drunk until like 3 a.m., went to bed at 3 a.m., woke up at 6.30, and I'm like, this is not going to be good. So by the time the I, I was just inducted to the Esports Hall of Fame, I don't know if you knew that, the trophies right there, um, me and Kevin Lynn, Kevin Lynn's one of the founders of Twitch. Anyway, so by the time I accepted the award, I was already like, I felt my body just like, like I couldn't swallow, I couldn't, like I had no energy. And I accepted it, grabbed it, and Nate's like, "All right, let's go. You, know, you gotta, you gotta get to bed, man. Let's go eat something, and then go to bed." So, um, finally got some hours rest. But then Nate, sure enough, like, bro, it was like a non-going three hours of sleep every single night leading up until Saturday. Then I got home, and everything's all good. That's a dangerous group you went to Vegas with, by the way. Yeah, you, Nate, Scump, and Courage, bro. Scump, dude, you guys like feed off of each other's competitive ego. Like that's. In like yeah. the best way ever, you know, like you guys just egg each other on and yeah. I've gone gambling with you. I've done that. Yeah. We've drank together and yep. it's just, it's just, how are you not drinking? How are you not gambling? Well, let's go gamble more. You know yeah. what I mean? It's what, what I liked about that whole thing is that at no point were we apart from each other unless we were sleeping every time. Like it was a, a true like friends, let's get together and fucking go do some fun. Um, but it was all good. Anyway, let's, let's talk about. Like how you came to be. Let's talk about like I want to talk. I want to touch base like in every single year, like a little bit, and then we'll get into into the whole you know your new life that that you've been living for the yeah. last like nine months. What led to all of this? You want to know what started my gaming addiction? Yeah, it's my see, videos. Your videos? Eh, <laughs> you yeah. saw my one v ones wrecking people. I saw I saw your cool uh, your cool montage there on YouTube. That was pretty rad. I think my favorite part of your like a little MW two sniper video was like 
the pulse, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like my favorite. Part. I don't know why. Who edited JDX? Edited that? I, think, I don't something? know, man. Should Look, I, I put that up for you. One, two, three, five. My calp and drive. Yeah, don't forget. Forever. You didn't put that there. Let let the record show you had Russell drive up there. For yeah, us I did. Before. I did. I got uh, kind of but, offended. You know, I, th- I think I'm gonna get another <clears> one because, <throat> you know, the the scuff house to me was one of the the best time, best years of my life, and. I'm not afraid to say it. Like sixty fifty was incredible. Best like that whole period of of team houses that Optic had was like one of the best times of my life. Cause like I think that nobody that what's cool about that is that nobody, nobody, nobody that didn't live there will ever understand what it was like. No. Maybe Syndicate because he was there for like a week. And Dude, Syndicate would just pop up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Literally, literally nowhere. Out of nowhere. It was fantastic. And you know Tom, he's like he just brings such a crazy energy to the group, yeah, and he's always vibe. down to go out and do something. We'd always go downtown, like the underground. And, dude, I miss that, man. I miss the underground. Mm-hmm. I miss Portillo's. I miss that. I miss all that. So Portillo's, for those who don't know, an underground underground's a club that we frequented. It's in it's in Chicago, downtown Chicago, across uh-huh. the street from Hard Rock Cafe or something like that. Something like that. It used to be the old Excalibur, if I remember correctly. When I was young, I used to go down there um and portillo's is the best hot dog place ever i've I've actually had several thoughts of bringing portillo's to to dallas do you think it'll murder it out here it would destroy those chili cheese fries those chili cheese dogs i just get the hot dog man they just pop they just, oh yeah they, ooh, they the snap they just, they they just pop in your mouth people like don't know about thing. the snap oh my gosh yeah so one two three five mccalpin man nothing, love it nothing better it. than that place but uh anyway where did it all start um it started with a chess tournament. The other day you asked me, like, you play chess? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I play chess. And uh, I went, my mom would always send me and my brothers to these chess tournaments, like, as kids. And we were just, we, we liked it, honestly. Like, chess makes you think a certain way. Chess makes you, absolutely. it makes you overthink everything. And it makes you, like, plan your moves way ahead. And you're already, like, planning, like, your moves. And the, uh, when you lose something, you're already thinking about what you're going to take from yeah, the other guy. Of course. So I went to this chess tournament. And my brothers were, my brothers were better than me. And I was, I was the younger one, obviously. And... My brothers were playing all right, and then I had like a really good start, um, and I went like I won my first three games, and after that I was just like on a roll. I was beating like all the best kids like in my league and just in my town and everything like that. And I went undefeated in that chess tournament. I won it, won it all, won the grand prize of seventy dollars. It was great, and you know half the time we would just go there just to get you know the free donuts, the free pizzas, the free chocolate milk, and all. It was it was lit, you yeah. Know? For a little kid, it was an experience, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. But, you know, I won the tournament and I was going against kids like, you know, their parents, they would come in after they lose, you know, and they would track down their 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 moves and all yeah. that. And they would reset the chessboard and be like, why'd you do this? Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that? Yeah. And I was just that little native kid who just hopped on, hopped on the board and hopped off and just made them feel bad about themselves. So yeah. ended up winning that chess tournament. And this was when Did you like, really? Awesome, yeah. man. Um, and this was like when the Xbox 360 dropped. I remember that, man. You remember that? Remember when, you remember when it dropped? Like when you just saw like the the opening sequence of the 360? Yeah, I oh do. Oh, the, the the orb comes in. Yeah, and then it goes under the screen and then it pops out. Clicking the button. Console, How dope console, the controller looked. Like the silver master button. race. The silver button yeah. on the controller. It was just so crazy. It so was nasty. The se- with that $70, I didn't really know like what game to buy. So my brother was like, yo, there's this game called Elder, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I'm like, what's that? And he was like, you should get it. I was like, okay. So I got this game, and that was the game. That was like my first game that I ever bought myself because yeah. the 360 was Zach's. Mm-hmm. You know, he bought all the games. He was Zach's older. Your older brother. Zach's my older brother. And he had all the games, and this was my first game that I had myself. So this mm-hmm. is the first game that I could actually say, let me hop on. I can play. Yeah. 
this is the first game that I actually just completely lost my life to. Yeah. And like that's what set me off to just sit there and just start playing stupid amounts of video games. And, you know, I was I was really nerding out. You know, you could do the duplication glitch on like Elder Scrolls, you know, Dark Brotherhood. Like I sat there, I sat there and got to like level 99. Like I would purposely like go to jail, put my stats down just so I can get more stats up and then just keep grinding it out in jail. Because when you're in jail in that game, you lose stats because like you get uh, like food deprived or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that allows you to keep going up not and like not remain maxed out. So I was on that. And then as soon as that happened, you know, Rock Band came out. I was really into that. Guitar Hero, that came in. That was great. And what I didn't realize, yo, this is going to be really interesting to you. When I was in grade six, I used to bring my Guitar Hero to school. I used to bring my PlayStation to school because I was really into it. And all my friends there, they were playing it as well. And I would, I'd be like, yo... Um, you guys play this game at all? You know, it was like your first interaction for multiplayer, just I, not in game. I guess, so, I guess so. But when I brought the game, I would bring it on the school bus, and I brought it into school, and I it was meant for like rainy days, snow days, or anything like that, and like for lunchtime. So, what, what, what do you mean? Where are you from? You haven't mentioned that. Oh, where am I from? Perry Sound, Canada. But I grew up on a reservation called Shawanaga First Nation, and it's, it's a small village, honestly. And there's not really any internet out there. I had a bike like five miles. To I it. thought you were Hawaiian, and I wasn't being racist. I just, for some reason, remember you being Hawaiian. No, I think you're thinking of Willie G. No, 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 because I remember you. You have the, like you, this the the little mold that you have on your eye. Like I remember your face clearly, like what it looked like in your in your avatar in in Xbox. And I was I'm like, I'm like you really oh, thought this, I was Hawaiian? Yeah, I'm like this looks fucking Hawaiian. He's not Mexican. He looks a little Mexican, but he's, he looks like I a, some like a tropi are, <clears throat> tropical Mexican. I think some Hawaiians are indigenous. Absolutely, yeah. there's there's indigenous culture I mean, down there. Aren't we all indigenous to certain regions? To an extent, yeah, I'd course. say so. Yeah, I did. I I spat into a vial, and and uh, it came back that I'm I'm six percent English, fifty three percent Native American. Um, You're fifty three percent Native American. Yeah, shut up. Are you being racist? No, because my man, where yeah. you been? What you mean? Where you but, been? Uh, Why well, I didn't know well, this. I'm not, I'm 53 Native American from Mexico. So like uh, Aztec, Ma Mayan, you know, that, not. Okay, you know. that's cool though. I didn't yeah, know, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I'm Mexican. Well, right? I know you're Mexican, but it's like, I didn't. Mexicans I didn't... are natives too. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, uh, what is, what did somebody call it? Um, you guys, like snow Mexicans? Because you guys are from <laughs> Canada. <laughs> like the snow Eskimos or something like that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, so, so go on. You, uh. You were saying about the Elder Scrolls and, and going on before I interrupted you. Oh, uh, so from Schwanaga First Nation, that's all the games I would play there. You know, Elder Scrolls wasn't like an online game. You could just sit there, you could pause it, and you could just play it all the time. And that's really where I just got lost in that sauce. And if you if you played Morrowind or like Fallout, you know exactly how addicting those games are. You can sit there and you can grind them out just forever, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I used to be an achievement hunter, quote unquote, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. you know? That was like the big thing nowadays uh, or back then remember playing like viva pinata just to get those no. like, achievements or anything no like that's that? the thing like and, and i remember like bragging about your gamer score right yeah. because it meant a lot and to be an achievement hunter like you needed to dedicate a lot of the time and and at the time you know as, as everybody knows to talk about a lot i i only played call of duty i never played any other video game besides zelda and um and resident evil one uh on playstation um that's it yeah, and then I started playing Call of Duty, and that's you know we fast forward, and here we are. When, when did you start playing Call of Duty, and, and how did you come across it? My for me, it was super happenstance. It just came with the game. I took a sniper shot in a map called Saint Mary Glees from Broken to 
to uh to ruins and and it changed my life the one shot changed my life so my cousin bucky actually had call of duty 4 yeah fucking bucky bucky he uh he had call of duty 4 and it was his game and anytime he would come over it would be i would i just vividly remember the m16 red dot and anytime they wouldn't be playing it i would just want to hop on and just use the m16 red dot because i just like the Caught red 4 dot. yeah right? call of duty 4 yeah yeah and I didn't really like get too lost in it because obviously they kept, they were the older guys and they kept, you know, kicking me off, you know. This Little did game. they know that they was about to get shitted on. Literally, yeah, that's if the best part. That was the first time I ever played Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, and then after, after that, everything kind of just moved to Halo because uh, I moved from Schwanaga First Nation to Perry Sound yeah. because we just had to get out of the res- reservation because there's no internet. It's not really like... It was, clo- it was better for my mom to be out there because it was closer to work. My brothers, they were going to high school too so that we could just walk up to the high school. I could just walk to school. And that was kind of a bad thing because I allowed myself to like, you know, set my own schedule so I knew how fast I would have to run to get to school on time and all that and I would be late all the time. Yeah. So I had to move there and then that's when I moved to a new school, uh, William Beatty. That's where I met like a bunch of new friends and all that and it was kind of, I had some people like try and pick on me and all that, man. It was kind of, it was kind of, r- kind of ruthless and i don't know why and nowadays uh they're the ones serving me my sandwiches in perry sound yeah are they really yeah yeah and now i don't treat them the not, same not, way no but the, the thing there though is like look kids are always gonna kids be, are kids, kids you are know kids, it's just how it's just how it's just how it but goes. i don't understand how anybody will have the balls to mess with the biggest kid in school i was pretty chubby man i mean if you saw me you'd probably pick on me too <laughs> <laughs> no no even though i was incredibly good looking i was i'm just kidding um i can't relate so Let's fast forward a bit. Uh, you started playing Call of Duty. You, you you fell in love with it. At what point were you like, "Holy shit, I'm good enough to make videos on the internet"? Uh, I I didn't. Um, I, I had a friend. Uh, his name is Nick. His name was Bubonic Plague. He was the best out of all of us. Mm-hmm. Out of we would just play Rust, Snipe, and Knife all the time. And he was just better than all of us. He would trash us. None of us would ever get any close to winning. You know, we'd do like the last get a throw and have kill cam for the last thing, and then um. You know, I just kind of got fed up, and that's when I started going on YouTube, and then I saw Predator, yeah, and then I saw Hutch, and then I saw like Sark and all those guys, and I saw Optic, and I was like, damn, these guys just dominate with a sniper. I saw Dietrich and everything; these guys just dominate. I was like, what are these guys doing? So I literally just sat there and watched these videos, and then I would just watch them, and then go into this private match, and then we would, would slowly chip away at the score, and then one day I won, and then he just got he got shook that I won. Who did? My, my buddy plague? Nick. Yeah, 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 he's the guy that literally pushed me to do all this. I tell him that every single day. Yeah. I'm like, Nick, you are the reason that I picked up the sniper because you were the guy to beat. Yeah. And after I beat you, and I was like, I might as well just keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's 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 when it all kind of started with the sniper rifle thing and all that. Uh, I saved up all my money like for for a summer job. Um, what was what was the summer job? I worked at a marina called Point Pleasant, and I would just do like kind of all the all the slack work I would, I would do like landscaping. I would like fix boats. I would pump the, pump the poop out of the boats. I would gas up boats. I would help customers. I would run the till. I would, I would just clean, clean beaches and all that. Mm -hmm. I would drive boats. I would do all that. Um, and then I would just save up all my money from there. And it's funny because the entire time I was working there, I was talking to my supervisor and my boss. I was like, yo, what if this YouTube thing the entire time? I actually had a video idea that I wanted to go back there for a day and just work. Yeah. And just like have them have like make them I make always me do the bitch work. I you always, know? always think about I want to like do that. going back and, and like I, I, I've I've thought about tweeting out and like, hey, if if your job allows for you to have an assistant, I want to be your assistant for a day and I want to vlog it. Yeah. Um, 
I never get around to it because I'm I'm busy. But I think that that would be like an incredible. Like if somebody's great. picking up shit, I want. I mean, think about you know you know seeing the the Mike Rowe guy on whatever channel that is where he goes out and like cleans poop and like does all those I think things. It's American television. Yeah, you don't have that in, no. over there. Yeah, this guy like volunteers to go. And he does all kinds of jobs, not just the poop ones. He has really cool ones where he climbs like towers to go change a light bulb and you know just just bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Go on. So you you have a job. You're talking to your managers about about YouTube, and I'm just like sitting here fantasizing about what you know YouTube could be. And at this time, I'm like getting like these like small subscribers. I'm like un- under a hundred subs and all that. And then one day, I got Apostle. He was on Twitter, and this was when he was uh, streaming and all that. So he was, he tweeted out, he was like, message me for invite MW2 headquarters and I'll invite you. And then I was playing with my buddy Dylan and he was the guy that I would sit there and play. I would just sit there and snipe him all the time. Like we would just go against each other all the time just to like get better and all that. I would sit there and try and learn how to black scope across the map, do all the nerdy stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna message him on Twitter. The tweet is still up there and everything. That's on my old account, Pomage123. And I messaged him. I was like, invite Gamertag Pomage. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like 15 minutes goes by, and then I look at I look at the top right corner, and it says Optic Apostle invite you. I'm like, Damn. oh my god, this is this is insane. And he was like, dude, what do I do? What do I do? He's like, join, join. And then you know how back then, if you if you accepted an invite, sometimes it wouldn't work. Right. That was the thing that was going through my mind. I'm like, holy yeah. cow, I hope this invite. Works. The lobby gets full, or somebody yeah. joins. Yeah, yeah. Or like they just like back out of the lobby real quick, and it just cancels it all out. So I, I was like, do I go? He's like, yeah, man, go, go, go. So I go in and I join and I'm like, I'm like that scared little kid because there's the guy, you know, there's the guy in the lobby that you just, you've watched all the time. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's the guy, you know, like, what was, what's that movie? Uh, was it like Spy Kids or something like that? Remember that? Like the guy? I don't, I don't know, man. I'm shaking my head. I don't, yeah, I don't what, know Spy what, Kids. I don't know why I'm thinking about the guy or, right or, now. Or Cody Banks, <laughs> International sp- does, Spy. Do, doesn't matter. He was just he was just the Don. So he was live streaming and all that. We were playing headquarters and then everyone else was going ham. And I don't know what it was. As soon as I got in that lobby, I just started playing like a maniac. I was you were playing, a god. Yeah. I was just shine. dropping like bombshells like just taking all the kills and i wasn't a guy to hit like clips or anything like that i was just getting like three pieces and i was just whatever but as soon as i joined the lobby like you know one of my idols is there it just it just clicked it's inside my head yeah yeah, yeah. so time because went that on. happens a lot Dude, you know when, 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 when people time. are so good it happens but sometimes the they have a shitty game yeah right but for you to like shine in the moment in that right moment had to been like it was meant to fucking be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, go on. I just so to give the that night, the night goes like the night goes on. We're playing for like two hours, and then he messages me. He's like, "Don't say anything." I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" And then I get the, another notification in the top right. It said, "Optic Apostles sent you a friend request." I'm like, I'm like, "Holy cow!" It's like, what? I have an Optic member on my friends list. Like, this yeah. is this is it. Um, and I would after that, like I got on his friends list, I got on his friends list and then, you know, ended the night off at that. And then we just started kind of playing a little bit here and there. And then that's how I got introduced to the wolf pack. You know, that's how I got introduced to predator. And then after that, I made this video called iridescent and I didn't even choose the music. I didn't even edit it. My buddy, there's this guy called Blarpy who to this day, I wish he would still be around. He, he would be my guy. He would be my channel manager. He'd be everything. He would edit all that. I don't know. He's in Blurpy. L.A. or something. Blurp, if you're out there looking for a job, come through, man. Let's do this. Let's, yeah. Let's hit him up. Let's kill BO4. Yeah. You know? if, you're, if you're a barista somewhere and you would rather be doing this or if you're a banker and would rather be doing this or if you're, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you'd rather be working in the video game industry because you never know where it's going to go. Facts. Hit him up. 
So he's the guy that chose the music and he's the guy that edited the video. And that's the reason why Apostle liked the video so much. And then after that, he like spammed it in the optic Skype chat and all that. Yeah. He was like, yo, this guy has to be an optic. This guy has to be yeah. an optic. He was just telling Predator, yeah. he's like, yo, this guy should be an optic. And then he was telling me, he was like, yo, when you're joining optic, I'm like, why are you saying that to me? What am I going to say to that? Yeah. You tell me when I'm joining yeah. optic. <laughs> like, what am I, like, what am I supposed to do with that? You're just, I feel like you're giving me false hope and I don't know what to do with it because at a lot the time of, was I, was I already managing the, just this focusing was, on esports. Yeah, this was the time you were full, full into MLG. So after that, I remember the night, man, it was, uh, I got a private like RC and that was the night where I just like popped off within like two or three days, had like the, some of the crazy RC is a recruitment challenge recruitment for challenge. those of you who don't understand. Yeah. And I had like a crazy three days and then I put all these unlisted clips together and I just sent them off to Predator and Paul and I was playing with Predator late night, MW2, Ground War, it was like one in the morning, Wasteland, and then we were in an Xbox Live party and then he just kind of popped the question and he was like, uh, he's like, so do you want to join Optic? And I was like, yes, yes. And I didn't want to like sound too excited. I was, was just, yeah, man, yeah, sure. I mean, I like, guess. yeah, so I let guess. Me check my, yeah. Let me check my calendar. Might as, might as well. So I, I think I'm joining, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, man. So, uh, Omerta is out there asking me. <laughs> so after he popped the question, I said yes. And then he got off and I turned my 360 off. And then that's when I just got up. My brother Zach was asleep. He was in bed and I just shook him awake. I'm like, Zach, I just joined Optic. I just joined Optic, Zach. Yeah. And he's like, eh, eh. and then he woke up the next morning and I go downstairs and then he kind of understands. He's like, awesome, just did it. He just joined Optic. Like yeah. what, what is going on? And then he, at that, that's when my mom thought it was all a scam. I don't yeah. know if you remember talking to my mom yeah, yeah, all yeah. those years ago, but she thought you can't make money off video games. Yeah. You can't do that. I never understood that about parents. If my daughter, no, oh, that'd be different. Let's say if I had a son. It was a pretty early stage of the yeah. internet, though. Yeah, but but even then, it's like, I understand being a parent, and I understand being worried about absolutely everything and protecting your kid at all, at all costs, no matter what. But I never understood that because I remember this one kid won a faceplate, right? And I said, uh, what's your address? I'm going to send it. He's like, oh, my dad thinks this is a scam. And I'm like, I'm not asking you for money. I'm sending you something. What's your address? <laughs> Give me your P.O. box. Like, I, like, come on. I need to get stuff on my plate. Let's fucking do this shit. And then he's like, uh, can you talk to my dad? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, all right, so what did my son win? Uh, a faceplate for his Xbox. What does he have to do? Nothing. Just give me the address. Uh, but what does he have to give you? I'm like, nothing. He won, man. It's like a raffle. Uh, explain it to him. It's like a raffle. He just won something. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research on this. I'm like, all right, uh, tell your son that you have to do some research. If you guys want the faceplate, it's there. Let me know. I just didn't have the the band mental bandwidth to just sit there and try to explain something. Mm -hmm. uh, but when it was a teammate, and and I've had this conversation first with yours, and I, the only other time that I remember speaking to a parent that was going to join the team was um, was uh, Kristen, Seth's mom. Uh, really? Yeah, at the time, Seth was with Quantic, and at the time, Hasler and I had just started Eon Interactive, and I thought that was the coolest thing back then. I was like, "Holy cow, Eon!" I don't know why. Yeah. When you guys did that, I, it, like I remember talking about it, like with Wolfpack and everything. Like we were like, "Holy cow, Eon, this is sick!" And we didn't like really know what that meant. What did yeah. that mean, like for you? Like uh, outside looking in, we thought it was the coolest thing ever, and then nothing. Yeah. So Eon Interactive, uh, and this will be on another podcast when Hasra joins us. But Eon Interactive was the first of its kind marketing agency slash representation agency that we wanted to start within the gaming industry. Um, you know, sponsorships were about to start coming, like really heavy sponsorships were about to come in. So we wanted to align as far as like what we're offering in terms for whatever. Mm -hmm. um, 
originally we, we came up with a, a whole bunch of different names, but Eon sounded cool. And it was like Envy, Optic, and then Instinct. Uh, but, you know, that sounded cooler than what it was, which was just Eon Interactive. Yeah, yeah. There was no Instinct or any of that. Eon was uh, a dope name. It wasn't an acronym or anything. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so I talked to uh, me and uh, Hasser were on the phone with Kristen talking about, like, you know, how this dude, I don't even remember his name, but he was, you know, holding on to Seth with, you know, you, you want to hold on to your star play, player. And, and you know, little Seth, he wanted to join Optic. And and at the time, Hasser was like, well, I don't know if he's going to join Optic, if he's going to join us. We'll let him make the decision. Let's try to get him out of this contract or let's try to get him out of here. And I'm talking to Kristen and she's like, yeah, well, you know, this guy's promising him the world and this, that. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, no, look, this whole thing is real. Like the the, the sponsorships behind this and everything that's happening, it's it's a real thing. And, you know, I try to ease her into like, you know, like the, the understanding of the whole thing because, you know, she's new to this. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't understand what it would once, you know, become. Um, and yeah, that was like the other time that I talked. And then, you know, talking to your mom, it was the same thing. You know, she was she was a little bit apprehensive of, okay, what is he joining? And what does he have to pay? What are his duties and responsibilities? I'm like, no, nah, he's just making videos for his own. And, and that's what it is. That was, that, was, that was pretty much it. If he uploads to Optic Nation, he gets all of it minus 10% because of the taxes and, you know, the, the, the whole nine. Yeah, that's rad. That's rad. Thank God it worked out because it took it took a lot of convincing, especially for my brothers, to be like, "Yo, this like even if it is a scam, it is r- like a good use of time." Yeah, you know, he's sitting here. You're sitting there. You're learning a program from scratch. Yeah, Vegas. You're learning how to record. You're learning. Sony how to Vegas edit. is an editing program. You're learning how to social like do early social media on like at such a young age, and you know, to be to be exposed to social media at a young age kind of yeah. like toughens your skin up, especially at that time. Absolutely. When everyone when everything was just like off limits. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not the way it is now. Yeah, you know, Judith and I always talk about the fact that, you know, it, like we are lucky that social media didn't exist when we were growing up. And then the more we think about it, I was like, actually, you know, social media is lucky that, it, you know, it wasn't around when, when we were growing up because it, it was buck, you know. I'd the, imagine, yeah. Yeah, the imagine, the, imagine the freedom to do whatever the fuck you wanted without, you know, any repercussions of it ending on, Dude, online. the movies and, that came out back then would yeah. not be able to come out now. No, I was watching one, and I don't know what it is, but within the first – like minute or so, somebody dropped the F word for uh, you know the derogatory term for uh, you know the other F word, not not fuck the other one. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like it, you know whatever, we won't get into it. But yeah, it was bad. And I'm talking, about, uh, we were just talking about a uh, a YouTuber that said uh, that for five dollars or for something that he would you know R his mom. He was grape his mom for like a headset or something. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, at the time, like I understand the comedy side of that, you know, like, you, you know, in, in comedy, you're able to say, or oh, easy, you're not even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, about... but in in those times, like you're allowed to to say something. Comedians, for the most part, I, I am a firm believer that if it's, as long as it's in a, in a, in a comedic setting, you know, there's, there's, there's no limits. There's, it's not yeah. everything, everything, there's no, nothing's off limits. You can joke about everything because it's a, it's a joke, right? As long as there's, there's a true purpose and meaning behind the, the, the comedy and there's, it's cleverness around it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good. You know, if you go anyway. to a comedy show, you really can't be like offended like, ooh, in my opinion. Yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. I just can't. But anyway, so your mom ended up, uh, allowing you to play. Gave me the AOK to, to go ahead and play and just get lost in the, lost in the sauce of Optic and YouTube back then. And uh, that was that was the rain, you know. I met I met Ashley, I met Predator, I met Apostle, I met Rated, I met all these guys, and we just sat there and we just played mm-hmm. stupid amounts of video games together. And like, the, I'll always have those memories. And the best part is, I have so many of those memories recorded on my YouTube channel that I yeah. could just go back and I could just visit because Relive them, yeah. I didn't like 
hang out with my friends a lot in high school because as soon as I found this, I was like, this is what I want to do. So yeah. I'm going to just sit here and I'm going to just indulge myself in that. Let me let me ask you this. Obviously, you've been doing this since you were 14. You're 22 now. So what is one... Well, let me ask you just a two-part question. Do you think that in this day and age, somebody can still make it as a YouTuber? Like somebody that's just starting out. Let's say somebody out there is a dad or somebody out there is a teenager that's in in school right now listening to this. Do you think that he can, if he starts today and just hopefully gets lucky, there's there's still a way for him to to grow as a YouTuber? I think I think you can, but the competition is just really, really high up there. Because I know this guy, there's this guy, Testy, um, and he played with the Grind Squad in the beginning of Black Ops 3, mm-hmm. and he didn't know a speck of English or anything like yeah. that. He didn't know any of that. He had like less than 10,000 subs. He had like 5,000 subs or something mm-hmm. like that. We all just started playing together, and then over the course of two years, he learned English. He said he wanted to join FaZe. This dude joined FaZe. He moved to America. He did everything he set out to do, and it should put into perspective how much you should really put into it. Yeah. So BO3, I had like 34 days played. It's a lot of days played. Sprat had like 66 days played. Sprat's like the the anomaly. I remember somebody, was it Sprat? Somebody hit me up and said, hey, I need you to do a quote on 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 Sprat's montage. And I was just like, I think it was somebody from Top Notch Multimedia or something. And I'm like, fuck that, why? <laughs> he's, not, he's not on my team. I'm not going to fucking give him props. And then I started seeing some of his clips and I was just like, here's my quote. That kid's got skill, <laughs> and oh he did, bro. Because I, I, you know, I hated Black Ops One because of what they did for a sniper. So for me to see someone be that good with a with a sniper, you know what happened with that, right? No, the reason Black Ops One sniping was like that is oh because, yeah 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 no hundred percent like the guy the guy who made it like the way it is you know you remember Predators Black Ops One videos yeah. right yeah the guy who made it like that that's how it was supposed to be and then he went on vacation yeah and then as he was on vacation another guy came in and he changed the sniping. Yeah. all the way like that yeah. and that's why you when you zoomed in it was just swaying for like for the past like the first yeah, was, two months it was, it was just awful good. it was like the it worst thing good. ever all right so on that same topic what is what is one recommendation that you doesn't let me finish it testy had 98 days played mm-hmm. in what black ops 3 jeez 98 he, days yes and this guy had a part-time job and if that's the ethic you need no absolutely you know like i've been doing this for a while james has been doing this longer than me and this kid came out here and he just put it all on the line and i'm not saying you have to sit down for three four months on a video game but it, that work ethic is what it takes to make it somewhere on this because luck is part of this too right luck is luck is absolutely a part of it yeah. you have to how much luck you, you can't you can't burn bridges there's so many people out there that are absolutely disgusting at what they do they're so talented they, they they're they're crazy at editing or like they're you know like their personality is like great but like they just like you know people burn bridges you know and you can't be nice it's not hard it's not hard to be nice man not hard to be nice you know what what did your mom tell you when you were a kid just be nice treat people the way you want to be treated pick up and wash the dishes (laughs) that's what she told me you can't go play ball until you mop the carpet yes mop the carpet that's how we cleaned our carpet and my mom is super like almost to a fault like super neat and clean Mm -hmm. so she would make me mop the the carpet so it would be like carpet washing but Damn. with a mop every saturday without miss i couldn't do anything i couldn't go to my basketball tournaments until that shit was done anyway so uh, that was yeah it. so what's, what was, what's what was, the, what was the other question yeah, what's what's the one tip that you can give a content creator because there's there's a million ways to create content there's a million options to create content on 
what is the one thing that has worked for you that if you could go back to little young 14-year-old Austin Pomaja one, um, what would it what would you tell them? Just be happy with what you're making, man. Don't like if you're if you're selling if you're like selling yourself out in a way like you're just making content because you want to do this YouTube thing. Yeah. And you think this is the way to get views and you get it, you're gonna hate it as soon as you get it. You, like you're not you signed up for the wrong thing you got to do it straight from the heart like what it is you want to be creating and as soon as you're happy with like as soon as you hit that upload button or when you're you're getting up and you're wanting to edit you know back then my mom would take away my keyboard and mouse because i was up late night editing and then i hit another keyboard and mouse in my closet yeah and then i would just keep Very editing quietly. i would just yeah i would just keep quiet like that you gotta you gotta have like a sickening work ethic like that and i think what worked for me back then was i was I, I I was like one of the first sniper kids to like throw the face cam on to to do the live commentaries yeah. and then to do the every single day upload. I was like I was like I was the kid that did that. And then after that, it just kind of blossomed in. So I guess find find yourself a good schedule. Find yourself with uh, good content that you're really happy that you want to make something that like you get an idea late at night and it makes you want to get up to the computer and just finish it or try it, you know, because that's what a lot of people do on this space. For, for me, and, and this goes back to as early as 2011, I feel like every single year I have a kid that comes up to me and uh, not the same one, but, you know, different ones at different times, at different age groups and says, hey, listen, I want to do this full time, but my parents won't let me because of schoolwork or because of you know, duties that I have to do around the house and because of this. And I'm like, well, you solved your own problem, brother. You, you've identified your problem, right? If your parents say you're playing too many video games, uh, go outside and play, go outside and play. Get back to it when you get. It's like if they tell you to be, do, get good grades, get good grades. All these obstacles are training you for the real obstacles that are going to come when, when life hits you. And one thing that people don't understand, and, and, you know, in this YouTube day and age, like they'll never get the fact that, for two years, there was no way to make money off of YouTube. For two years, you know, the majority of Optic, the majority of the content creators at the time, the Grizzes, the Hutches, the CNNers, like that, for two years, we created content with no need for money. There was no way to monetize it. There was no ads being ran, or if they were, they were all YouTubes. There was no real opportunity to make a living off of this. So at the time, I don't know why. Why did a 27, 26-year-old care so much about making and beating like 13 year olds in 1v1s you know what i'm saying from rage well, rage sniping clan or whatever <clears throat> and it was because i loved doing it I lo not only did i love the video game but i loved being good at it and then on top of that i loved creating something that people would watch and i've always had this 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 thing um i was just talking about it because i there's this there's this website called 12 ounce profit it's a graffiti website and i remember you know being 19 20 21 22 23 and always like drawing something and that was like my first time that i became internet famous in a sense because i created a thread in a forum that got a lot of views and people knew it because they always saw my name on there and then they just kept on rolling out so i always had like this need to to create something that a lot of people would get to to watch or enjoy and and, and do something so when the internet came along where video games came along and I was able to create something or show something that, that I was doing that was cool. It just like changed my Was anyone mind. else in your family like really creative? Like my mom is, is really good. My brother sort of. Would would they would they like do anything? Like have you ever asked them like would you, what would you create or anything? Yeah, my mom my mom's really good. Like she drew really well. She like very early on she would like teach me tricks with like the the color pencils on how to shade and, and all that. And I just like took that to the next level. You know, I well not to the next level, but in, in high school I saw this kid drawing a a name, 
you know, with bubble letters. And I was like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this for this girl that I like. And you know, my my introduction to graffiti was through me wanting to break the ice with girls. You know, I would draw their name. They'll be like, oh my god. I'll be like, i be like, I'm like, hey, I drew this for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they'll be like, oh my god, marry me. No, but. It would break the ice, and then you know you'd get to the conversation started. Yeah. You know you had to get creative back there. You couldn't just send a tweet and be like, uh, "You're cute," or what? What are, the, what are the? I don't know. You just slide in the DMs now. Yeah, like, there was none. There was none of that. No DMs. No, now. you you literally had to slide to them in person. You had to call them or like knock on their door. Yeah, or you had worst. to like go to school and you had to make plans and just trust they're gonna show up there. To you this know? to this day, Judith's mom, you know, talks about how she used to hang up on me when I used to call. Damn. You know? Sorry, that's funny. I, I that's funny to look back at though. Yeah, I won't, lady. I got your daughter. <laughs> so the reason I asked that is because I think everyone kind of has like a creative like outlet, like that kind of influences them. So my great grandmother, she's like one of the most creative people that I've ever known because she's for as long as she's lived, she has been making like quill boxes, and these quill boxes are made out of birch bark, and these quill boxes are literally the the quills off the backs of porcupines, mm -hmm. and she would make large ones she would spend like four or five years on them damn she, dude it's ridiculous so she's, her she's quill like, boxes yeah. are like in museums and everything like get that. out of here that's yeah. awesome yeah so she would do that and sell them and people would like sought after them she would make moccasins from scratch she'd make dream catchers she would make drums she'd make all of these things she's just been doing that and she raised all of her kids to kind of be an entrepreneur she was an yeah. entrepreneur back then in her yeah. own way and then now all of my aunts and uncles like they're really good at painting or they're really good at crafts you know that's what a lot of my family like really good at you know art, yeah. like crafts and pushing them pushing their art out that way you know they're yeah. really stupid talented like that yeah and i kind of just i saw her when i was back in canada this, this summer and i was i kind of just clicked in my head i was like damn i get my I think I get a lot of my creativity from you because you sat here and you just, you, you create something from scratch. You yeah. know, you have those creative urges. And I asked her like, what makes you want to do that? She's just, I just, I just like to do it. And I asked her how many cool boxes do you think you've made? She's like, I can't even tell you. I'm That's like, crazy. I, I just watched a, a documentary last night, sort of, it's like a documentary esque uh, feature feature. It was, um, Oh my God. It was about a triplets that got separated at birth. Mm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing because it, there's a twist, but, it's uh, it's predetermined mannerisms and behavior. So these these people got separated, right? Twins got separated, and triplets got separated. And when they sort of found themselves again, ev the way that they spoke, the way that they held their hands, just when they were resting, everything was so similar that it 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 raised the question: Are we the way that we are because we have control over who we are? Or is this a predetermined thing that you were just somebody said this is the, the DNA? It's in your DNA to to like to create things. It's in your DNA to be an artist. It's in your DNA to like music. I think it might be in your DNA. Yeah, because these those 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 two girls that you know completely separate. Both went to film school. Uh, both have like weird mannerisms. Excuse you. I just lost thirty seven subs. Did you see that? Listen. Don't get those. Uh, so for those who are uh, listening, get some F's in the chat, please. Yeah, for for those of you who are listening and <laughs> listening and not and not watching, I have this this sort of um, uh, I don't know counter that tells you when you gain subscribers and it makes a noise when you lose subscribers. And I was at at Castro's uh, house, and he had one, and I'm like, I'm gonna tell you something, man. These are only cool to get 
if you're like in the right trajectory because if you're going down that's like a faint reminder <laughs> how sad was that sound right uh those those do that anyway so lost 37 subscribers on youtube so if you haven't subscribed to me on youtube they'll be back i would, I would appreciate it if they'll you if you hit it if you can spare a like a subscription do it subscribing is free people yeah so what was i saying the where was it what were we talking about uh, the predetermined yeah yes. so so it's crazy right so Everything that you are today, in theory, was handing was handed down by just your DNA. It all like comes from everything somewhere. Everything about it, yeah. yeah. Like my dad, my dad used to always uh, burn CDs, like and just like make his own like playlist on the CDs. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't have a CD player, so he just you know get the cassette that has the wire in. You put the aux in, this, the yeah. Walkman, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always just make his own CDs, and I would just and nowadays like I'm just I just like making my own playlist and all that. And like, I just love music and I'll, I got really influenced by all the music he listened to. Um, and then I don't know what, what kind of music was he listening to, like Fuel, like Default, like dare I say Nickelback for a little bit. But come on, everyone listen to Nickelback for a little bit. Maybe you didn't. People in Canada really mess with them. You know, they're kind of the gods in the Canada. Thing, the thing about me bit. and music, and, and you can see this by the by the Umu, Old Men of Optic streams that we do, is that anytime Hutch starts singing a song, I don't know why. I'm. I don't listen to music, okay. Especially not that sort of music. But me growing up, listening to the music through my mom or my dad, like I know every single. I can sing along almost every single song that he puts on without having her. Judith is like, how the heck do you know that song? Like, and I'm like, I don't know. And then, then I think about. It, I'm like, when the last? When's the last time I heard this song? But they're so good and popular that, that that's what that became. Anyway, mm -hmm. let's 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 bring it back in. Let's talk a little bit about your your uh, your optic years leaving for for phase. The first time, oh, yeah. Before you came back to Optic and then joined your face again. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, right? It's awesome. It's, it's, it's kind of cool, I guess. Um, so the first time, I, first time I left Optic was because uh, it was kind of, I guess it was bad leadership, and that was when you weren't in leadership. That was because uh, I'm not gonna really. I mean, it doesn't. It's years later. Who cares? Um, back then. Paul, he was uh, he was like the main guy, and you know I felt like Paul he, listens to the podcast, so be nice. Paul, you know I love you. We've talked about this before. Who cares? Yeah, years ago. Um, you know this was when. Wait, are you about to talk about the the Kilimanjaro? No. Okay. We'll, we'll get upon that. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Um, so <laughs> this was when like Faye started coming up, and this is when you did like that uh, the interview with Fakie and all that. Yeah. And like and Jambi was like playing with all of them. Like, yeah. It was sick. It was a yeah, good yeah, time. Yeah. Um. And Paul, it felt like we had the good players. We had like good footage and all that. It just felt like the editors and the videos that were coming out of it, they just weren't what they could have been. And we were just sitting here watching like the phase guys at yeah. the time just dominate that scene. They had the best editors. They they were picky enough. They knew how to put the yeah, videos together. It, 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 was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And I remember I remember Dietrich came up to me and said, yo, these guys are better than us. And I was like, no, they're fucking not. You know, like they're not. And they're like, okay, they may not be better than us, but they're better at making videos and people are latching on to that. And I was like, I'm like, ah, maybe, you know, I, I was busy with, you know, with the the Nate shot, the brand new Nate shot team and all that stuff. And, you know, help helping Nate almost make videos with alongside Predator and all that yeah, shit. Predator is like me and Nate shot's dad. Yeah. Predator is both your dads. Literally. Nate like, shot we would not I mean, be around if it wasn't for that guy. Predator. Well, yeah. Predator gave he pushed he pushed us in like a yeah, really good 100%. direction. Uh and 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 I remember clearly like thinking, I'm like, all right, so all right. I'm like, look, I don't have time for that. Like Paul got this, like go to and in in retrospect, that was you know, I, I should have been a little bit more It's cool. No, it was worth it. Look where you are now because you did full MLG. You know, mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. That's what I believe. Amen. Yes, hundred so percent. That that happened. Um 
and I was talking to the Wolfpack, and then I got a I got an invitation. Like Seabass hit me up. He was like, "Yo, man, like you killed that last team Taj, whatever." I was like, "Eh, it was all right, whatever." Um, and then I, I, I he kind of like nudged it my way. He was like, "Face Pomage, Face Pomage." I'm like, "Eh, I don't know," because at the time I was like, "Predator got me an optic, Apostle yeah. got me an optic, yeah. Ashley got me like these guys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I love these guys to death, you know. Like I don't want to just like throw that away." So I talked to all of them. I was like, "Guys, like this is." I'm like he keeps asking me like it's an opportunity like I see how it's going on in optic you know feels like Paul's doesn't isn't making like the right decisions at the time like picking like the right editors or anything like that kind of just like we were getting overshadowed and they were just doing all the right decisions so I asked all of them I was like I don't if I do this I don't want like any like negative thing like I I almost like I went to I want I wanted I went to them like for their blessing honestly because they got me there and I was like this is what I this is what I want to do. And they all pushed me to go in the right direction. I was like, all right, this is this is what I'm going to do. So and then I left Optic and then I joined FaZe. And then that was when I was like 16 when I joined. And that was like something snapped as mm-hmm. soon as that happened. Like I went on like an absolute tear. Like Dropbox, like we were doing like these montage episodes. Everyone else had like one episode every two weeks. Yeah, I had like eight episodes in there within a week. Mm-hmm. Like fully edited and everything, and like, you edited like yeah, yeah, from scratch, and I just destroyed it. I think if you are the, from, I, I think it's like it's like the class of ninety whatever. In in, in our case, it's a like class of two thousand and twelve. Let's cut. Let's make the cutoff official sure. cutoff two thousand and twelve. If you weren't making montages and and being a YouTuber, then you're new school. Okay, yep. so you don't you get you don't get to be at day one the way that that you know that that we are. But anyway, sorry. So I made I just made all of those videos and uh, next thing you know I was in phase and I started making a like a really big name for myself because you know I was just that guy you always saw you know I always had an episode drop and I always had something to show and then I made a video called like iridescent three and that was like the first big video that I made on phase and then after that I made the catalyst and the catalyst was like my baby that's that's to this day that's my baby I don't know why I call it the cat actually I do know why it's because I named it all after like Lincoln Park songs because I love Lincoln Park yeah. Copyright. Um, Mike Shinoda follows me, so I think we're cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. No flex. But <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> my favorite follow. Um, so I, I just really like made a name for myself there on phase. Like I was just that guy. I was just the one pumping out these episodes and we just kept the content going and going and going. You know, we kept getting like these good players, we kept having these great team dodges and all that. And they kept pushing you, right? The, the more talent that you came they, they came up, you just saw what they were doing, you're like, oh my God, I'm Yeah, it's almost this. like they were trying to replace me with like some other players. And I was that guy. I was like, no. Yeah. I'm gonna go dumb harder and I'm gonna like yeah. do it better than you. You know? And yeah. then that's and I made a New Year's resolution when Black Ops Two dropped. I was like, okay, I'm going to upload every single day. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. It was just it was the first time I ever did a New Year's resolution in my life, and that was the New Year's resolution that just changed yeah. my life. And it was Black Ops Two as well. Yeah. That was the game that changed my life. I saw Seth and like I saw Seth doing his thing. I was like, I was just happy to like to see another guy out there, like yeah. especially like my age, like just absolutely killing it like that. It was it, like Seth was like a motivator too because like. People would always like kind of compare our gameplays. Like you know, Seth would just dominate with the red gun, and I would just do it with a sniper. And it's like, yo, you guys are like my favorite players, and all that. Yeah. It just felt cool to be kind of like a part of that group and like the exploding group of Bo too. That yeah. game changed my life. Yeah. I that game, um, I went to. I was a part of a volleyball team and all that, and I got the game early. My mom drove me to Toronto. I paid like two hundred dollars for the game, and uh, drove back. No life did for like three or four days, and. I had a volleyball practice and I had this video ready to upload and it's crazy dude because you know how you can upload it from the UK and get it up a little bit earlier yeah. than here. Yeah. So 
I had the video all done. I skipped my volleyball practice and then I sent it to Sprat, who Sprat uploaded the video to FaZe. And Ooh. then that's the video that just, that was the first Black Ops 2 sniper montage. And that's the one that has, I don't know how many views, like 7 million or something like that. That's just. That's my, how many does mine have? Not more than mine. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Mine's older. But I think it, it's it's crazy, like the full circle yeah. that comes around, the fact that Sprat's the guy that uploaded that video, yeah. and then we find ourselves like living together and all yeah. that, like we get to do all this together. Yeah. It was it was it was insane. It was like it was just crazy full circle. Anyway, so that dropped, and then, you know, we just we just completely like just went full force content mode into the year. You know, there wasn't like really any set standard of like you know it was a live commentary. Thumbnails really weren't too hot or anything like that. You know, you couldn't do like you. There wasn't the time of ten minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't the time of. What do you think? What do you think made you stand out out of like all these snipers, especially in a team like Face, where everybody had like this sort of super super spotlight on themselves? That you know, just on being on Face, you can gain this like massive massive popularity, and you can get you know as many views. What what set you apart from there? Do you think? Because Fakey, obviously, he used to do the the craziest trick shots. You know, whatever. Uh, and then you, who wasn't or weren't a, a trick shotter. Yeah, uh, I think I was just, I was the first to to upload daily. And my stuff, like I was, I put myself, my face on the internet. Like yeah. first, like one of the first out of the the entire thing. You know, the other guy, the, the biggest guy before I joined was Wartech. And he was the, mm. uh, yeah, that was Anil. him. Anil, great guy. He's, st him. he's still killing it. He's still killing he's it. He's still killing He travels the, the world taking just fashion you see shoes, his instagram bro. right oh I dude love it's it, my dude. favorite instagram i i don't I, i'm like i'm like look at this what he's doing now man like he's he's uh he's one of my favorite instagram he's like modeling for like off off white or something like that yeah dude, well, i don't know if he's modeling for them but he's definitely he's modeling doing for himself he's which, doing is, which is yeah it's a good looking like, guy uh, uh you can gas him incredibly up. looking don't don't non gas him up I'm yeah, trying that's the, to. That's the man, you know. <laughs> I think I think uh, he was one of the first montages that I thought. That I'm like, all right, you know, there's something here because he sat down in his bed, he grabbed this controller, and then uh, a hologram of yeah, him yo. of him comes out, and then he it's like spins around. So for those listening, I'm I'm painting a picture of of somebody holding a controller, and if you if you picture uh, the holograms that happened in Star Wars, that's what was happening out of his controller, but it was him that was mm -hmm. popping out, and it was super 3D, and then all of a sudden, he's like, he presses it, and then it, it shoots into the into the thing, and and you know everything was great. He had Wartech had like the French demographic, like he yeah. he was he was King French, King yeah. France, and you then Gotaga comes along. Gotaga comes in. He Later. comes in. The Did you know Gotaga was an Optic at one point? Optic EU? No, he wasn't. Yeah, Gotaga it was, it was Optic Gotaga Matadors and other people. Was but, Swanee with them too? No, no, Swanee came Aww. later, later, and, he, and Swanee was more from an esports standpoint. Then, yo, than, shout Swanee, I love you. Yeah, him. Swanee, Swanee mate, Swanee love you, love you. Um. Anyway, let's uh let's let's fast forward a little bit to to some uh to some more. Let's get updated. Yeah, I think let's we've get uh, updated. We, I think we've reminisced pretty. Yeah, we did for a while. There's a lot. This so, is, the so thing is, there's a lot to reminisce in this space. Absolutely, especially when there's a lot of things we haven't talked about to like the public. The public. Not only that, but we've known each other for like shit, dude. Eight, to almost almost a decade. Okay, so there's a lot of history Shut there up, that we could. Man. Yeah, think about that. Wow, it's nasty. Wow. Uh, so let's talk. Why why are you leaving me again? And let me open the door by saying that 
if you ever leave phase and to come back to optic i welcome you just so we can keep the trend going okay of joining optic leaving optic for phase leaving phase joining optic leaving optic joining phase we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> i'll keep it in mind it's an open door open door policy it's here good for good people and one day 100%. you'll just you'll just wake up and i'm on your couch and be like i'm back, yeah, I'm back. Yeah. oh shit Canada. it's lit um so i guess it all started at the beginning um I guess like kind of of the move. Um, we were like McAlpin. We had a great year. We had great two years, man. Like we made such good content. We everything that came out of that house was great. And I think fire. It was absolute fire. It was an amazing experience. Everything. Every person that came into that house made that house what it is. And yeah. I'll never ever forget that. It's that was that was my uh, those were my quote unquote frat years. I guess you could say. Yeah. You the know? college years. The college years. So. It, it started to get like a little bit toxic in that house. I think we could all, everyone can agree because we were just kind of eager to make the next step yeah. to, to just, to just kind of get out of there. It kind of just felt like it was a loop. And that's a thing with this life. It's a very grindy life. And if you, if you aren't careful enough to make sure you break that loop, you're going to get stuck in it and you're going to feel toxic. It's going to yeah. feel toxic in your room. There's been a lot of times where even at my setup it just feels toxic. I'm just like, how long have I actually been here? You know? So, it all kind of started like uh, after after the move because you know we it wasn't mandatory to see everyone it wasn't mandatory to be with everyone you you didn't wake up and everyone was just there um, the move happened and then we found ourselves here everyone kind of just went off and did their own thing even already me and James were at a different apartment than you guys yeah and uh, me and James kind of had our own thing going on here at the better apartments yes that's may I say yeah. Uh, as of right now, I mean, today, like, my water smells like eggs, so I don't know. It's oh. disgusting, dude. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. Um, I love eggs, but not in my water. Oh, dude, it's no. Unless they're poached eggs, then maybe. I like poached eggs, too, but this is not, like, the good egg you want to no. smell. No, imagine showering an egg. All right, let's move on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah stop. Um, it, 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 all, it all kind of got a little bit weird um, when like the space immediately when we were told like what the space is going to be like at the optic offices we go there and they had said that they were they wanted us to be in the middle of like the room and all that like the bullpens and all that and we're like no that's not going to work and immediately it didn't feel like a creative space whatsoever yeah it felt like business and even then not putting anyone on blast there but it's like and it just kind of felt like we were kind of like wild like we were just like zoo animals kind of like walking in there every single time we walked in and out and I think I speak for a lot of us. We didn't even like really want to be there too much because it just wasn't like the atmosphere we thought it was. It wasn't the atmosphere that we were promised. Um, and remember that one that one uh, example you made out of it. Um, I just go into a room and then you were like, "You'll scream as loud as you can." Yeah. And then I did. And then as soon as I walked out, everyone was like, "Yeah." And then you're like, "There you go. That's <laughs> we need. Yeah. We need that space. We need that. Yeah. We need that freedom to just be as loud as we can." And clearly, that's just not how it is here. Yeah. So a lot, a, a, there was a lot of false promises, I guess, um, especially in October when, uh, when James and I came here and we were just, we were searching for apartments and all that. And we had a meeting with some individuals here and we were promised, uh, you know, you know, the typical things of what you have to have to move here. You know, you need, you need visas and all that. And we were promised that. And it just, it just didn't, it just didn't work out. It just didn't come that way. And why it didn't happen, I just, I, I still don't know. You know, if you promise something like that to someone, you probably should keep it up. You know, James moved across the pond here for that. You know, I had this entire thing set out in my mind, like James and I are going to come over here and kill it. And for someone to be told that, 
James, I, like I lived with him and James couldn't like mentally fully move in here until he had what he had, you know, and he just never got it. So that was a big thing that was really disappointing, especially like I, you know, I had to deal with, you know, scuff like for the apartment and all that. And I was gonna, we were gonna do like such great content there. And it just, we couldn't fully move forward without that, you know, cause we weren't sure if, uh, you know, he would just have to move back, you know, and that's a big thing to like that. The uncertainty makes you not want to just fully commit to like, a certain spot. So that was the first red flag. That was, that, that like really pissed me off really bad. The second red flag was when, um, there was individuals like disagreeing with each other on the content side and you know, Davis, <laughs> Davis went to Mexico and then we almost, we almost lost a fellow, a fellow member. And that was, that was really bad how that was handled. That was awful. People's livelihoods, like not being taken like seriously into account as if they're just like, you know, like what did we do these two years for? Yeah. The two years we had a great two years and to watch these guys just, toy with it not take it seriously not show the same respect and love that we put into it when they come in here you know just because i'm like because you go to school and all that like you, you get told like how these brands work and all that you have to understand the culture you have to understand the brand you can't mess around with it if you mess around with it then you don't really know anything about it like what whatsoever and if you don't love it the same amount as like we do then your the the outcome and your decisions is just not going to add up you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that just weren't making sense with their decision so that with Aaron that was bad that was a red flag for me right after that third red flag was when dropped the Halo team like a week before world champs was it a week or two it's, a, it's, it's a, about a week oh my gosh dude I, I still I still don't fully understand like why why like what how much sense that makes especially when they're the back-to-back -back champs you know they uh they they won they won for yeah. us they they won before us and they were you know they were friends you know like BTH like you know we've like Nick grew up with these guys yeah. like all throughout Halo you know it's more more than just a team absolutely you know? family it's a family and to sit here and to watch them just kind of pick it apart without any I guess empathy yeah like really just kind of hurt to to just sit here and watch yeah and it's like I don't know what I I wasn't in any position to like I I don't know what my position is to like make any decisions to like stop that you know yeah. i'm not in the position to do that i mean you know from, from my perspective it, it it was it was tough right because you know i we built this thing together and i'm in charge and i'm the only person in charge i don't have to check with anybody to do anything and and this past year for me has been like a year of like self-discovery and just focusing on projects because for the past seven years it's all always been about my kids and you know and i, I call i call you guys my, my little brothers because you guys that's that's what you are uh, so for me to watch that happen and, and sort of have to, you know, sit back, give my advice and my input as to like why we shouldn't do certain things or why we should do certain things. And then just seeing people just say, you know, we, we got it, man. We got it. And I'm like, it, it was unfortunate for me to have to be like, you know what? I'm going to wash my hands off of this a little bit because I just did this for seven years. I have like it. it, it I need some me, me time. Yeah. Uh, and, and on the same side, I remember just being completely angered by, by this sort of like miscommunication that that I didn't have with these people that were you know essentially taking over, over you know the the beautiful brand that is that is our team and and you know when when this one fucking asshole started tweeting 
you know, bad shit about the the event as uh, or like why we were getting out of Halo, like not knowing shit about why these people had made the decision. This like this 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 person who wasn't even part of like the the the, the leadership group at at uh, at Infinite. And this dude was like making comments on Twitter. I I literally fucking lost my shit. I went in there the following day, closed his fucking door, sat down, and I pointed my finger at him. Don't you ever ever ever. I'm, at first I'm like, are you a spokesman for Optic? I'm like, no, he's not. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, don't ever ever talk about Optic. And I'm like, do you know why they dropped the Halo team? He's like, uh, no. And I'm like, well, why the fuck are you mentioning that? And I was already mad at this dude because he he was he had just made a uh, um an interview. Where where he gave credit to to somebody else about the content that we had created at at, at the Scoff House, this dude went on and said, "Yeah, you know, we have this. You know, Optic has this tremendous relationship with with brands because of the of the work that you know that that uh, that somebody else is doing." And I'm thinking there, and all the examples are smooth competitions. And then one of the main examples was uh, a a uh, the smooth competition where we were doing the the, the obstacle course. And, and I'm sitting there reading this thing, and I'm like, there's no credit giving to Hitch. None at all. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, time out. I remember clearly that the smooth competition, this specific smooth competition, there was no mention of Hector or Hitch in this article. And as long as the job gets done, I don't give a shit who gets credit. But in this case, I was really, really upset because they didn't give Hitch credit. And I sat there and I told him, I'm like, I sat there and I told him, I'm like, I manned the fucking drone. I worked second camera. I acted and participated in this thing. I came up with this. I called the people to send over this balloon of things. I helped my people fucking hammer the fucking thing and set it up in my own backyard. And I got no single credit. You're handing credits to somebody else. And and that's where, where, where I said, you know what? You guys want to do it your way? I'm stepping back like completely. And, 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 and that's yeah. where... That's where shit started rolling downhill yeah, in a the, sense. So the blood yeah. started boiling. Yeah, and more. you know what's fucked up though is that it's not necessarily the investors that that are. Uh, let me rephrase that. It's, it's definitely not the investors that 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 have. The, there's the people running this this new thing. You know, the, the the investors get it for the most part. They just are at the at the mercy of the people running it essentially. So, you know, I I, I got really really upset at this dude. That was just I, it just made my blood boil. You know, and. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it anymore. I was just like really, really upset with everything, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to focus on on content with my people, which is what I like to do. It, it, it frees my mind. It frees a lot of like my, my just everything, man. Like, like creating content with you guys, creating content with everything. It's like what I live for. It's, it's like this is what, what I like to do. It's my fun thing, you know, focusing on, on, on developing talent and, and doing all you know things, like interacting with my, with my, with all my teams, all my team members. Like, what's my thing? You know what I'm saying? But man, seven years of that, you know, I need, I need yeah, a dude. break, dude. People don't, people don't understand the mental toll with it, man. Like they, they, they really don't. Like this is the best job in the world. It's also the hardest job. And if anyone who says it's not, fully invite them to go ahead and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, you can't do it. Like, yeah. just give it a shot, feel it out, see if you can do it. If you can't, then respect it. Mm-hmm. Respect the people that all put their lives and they at stake to make this one dream happen, yeah. you know? And everyone needs a break, dude. Everyone really does. And I think that was, that, I started my, I guess, hiatus break, I guess the beginning of like, kind of like last year, cause I was feeling burnt out. The games, they weren't, we had like a really bad string of just not good games, especially after Black Ops Three. Yeah, um, that didn't help, especially like when nobody really wants to watch, um, watch it as much. Uh, I'm not a pro player, so I couldn't get lost in that. You know, I didn't have tournaments to play or anything like that. You know, everyone, everyone in Optic kind of had like their own 
their own thing, you know? And I didn't want to confuse what what they what they're here for with what I with what I want and with what keeps me happy. Yeah. You know? Cuz I really give a shit about people like that. Like I want to be a part of like that, but there was a time where I just I just wasn't happy. And especially after this year, um there's there's just a lot of things that were going on at home and that's why I was at home a lot. And I just, I, I felt like I had to be home. And anytime I would come back from home, uh, something something would happen and I would just have to go back. And it just, it felt like I was just missing out on so much there. And it was like, okay, I've been, I've been away from home for like a really, really long time. And it's hard. It's hard to have your heart in so many different spots, man. And to fully put your mind into it. Like you don't have the clarity because like when I'm here, I'm still always thinking about Canada. I'm still yeah. always thinking about my family. I'm still always thinking about that. Like, what are they doing? You know, what am I missing out on just to like to be here? And, you know, I you can't really think like that, but at the same time, it's there, you know, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to have your heart in many different places, mm-hmm. you know, and to, to put your maximum effort, you know? Um, so it was a lot of, a, it was a lot of like what was going on, like with the, the corporate of optic and you know, what, what would happen with James and things going on at home. It just, it all really like added up. Um, and there was times like I would go to sleep at, it was a solid month, like where my days were nights and my nights were days. Mm-hmm. It was a really bad, really bad mind state. And I can't believe I was even in it. Like I would wake up at 9 p.m. and go to sleep at like 7 a.m. And I just, I just wasn't, just wasn't happy. And I just, like everything that was going on back home um, and just kind of in my personal life, it was just, it added up. And especially like with the, like the burnout of the YouTube and trying to figure out like where, where I am where do I want to be in this world? You know, where do I want to be with my content? Where do I want to, what do I want to do? I want to, I want to put my town, I want to help my town out. I want to, you know, give more opportunities to like kids on reservations. I want to, you know, give more opportunities to the kids at school. Like, Cause like I, I do like scholarships and all that, like at my high school and all that, you know, yeah. give, give kids money like to, to help them go in college and all that, you know, yeah. just, you know, just little things here and there. I want to, I want to do more of that. So to do more of that, I have to be. Those aren't little things, man. Those are big things. Yeah, don't don't downplay that because that's fucking huge. Not a lot of people in your position go back and give something back to to where you grow. I have this sort of idea that I want to go back and 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 redo the school that I grew up in in Juarez, Mexico. Like, and I I see it I see it in, on Google every so like like once a month I'll, I'll 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 go back on Google Maps and then go to my school from my house to my school and I'll walk it all the way. And and I'm like I'm in a position right now where I can help it. And and I I always like I've asked several people like how do I how do I help build this new thing for them how do I give them iPads how do I give them computers how like how can I get there more importantly how do I how how do I keep them in that school without having you know Juarez Mexico is is you know the outside noise it's not the outside noise man but it's uh it's it, it's I don't want to say corrupt in you know but it is a little bit man and and if i donate ipads if i donate computers if i and i'm not saying just me because i want to make like a a big thing but how do we make them keep it you know how can we protect the the you know the 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 gifts so somebody else doesn't come in and and, and take advantage of the situation because of the way that things work there is you know it's 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 a little bit sad for everybody because there's no there's no real opportunity for anybody to to 
you know, it's limited, man. You have to try so hard to be able to get out of that sort of situation. And if you have an opportunity to just make a quick buck taking an iPad from somewhere, you're going to fucking do it. Yeah. So, like, I struggle with that, like, not all the time. So don't say it's a little thing, man. Like, what you're doing is fucking something that I wish I could do badly. You know what I'm saying? Like, badly. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, so... You're joining face because this is this has something to do with that, right? Yeah. Um, so that that all kind of that all kind of came together when I was um, when when th- I was just kind of watching things happen here. I was always keeping up with James. Um, I was just back home. I was talking to my mom. I was talking to my friends. I was talking to my brother. Getting, you know, resetting, like getting out of the YouTube yeah. space, like just not doing that. You know, it's a it's an entirely different world. It's a fast life if you just get lost in the social media because you can. Yeah. It's just it's so easy to get just lost in the tweets so easy to just get lost in the video so easy to just get lost in the numbers and you know and have that be like your motivation and drive because it is an it is like a certain form of addiction you know you get an adrenaline rush like when you do it you get that satisfaction you just want to keep outdoing yourself like as it happens you know and that's that's a good thing that's i think that's how work ethic goes across everything you know whether you're like you're an nhl player nba player anything like that let me let me let me ask you this, and sorry to interrupt you, uh, because I think it's it's an important thing. When you were when you were in those moments, or in those days where your nights were were days and your days were night, that's that's something that a lot of people suffer through, right? Like the, the anxiety, the depression, and and I'm not saying that you went through all those things, but you know the, you you were you were in your head too much, right? You were in your head. You didn't know what you wanted to do with that. Like what what helps? What helps? Uh, um, what helped you? be able to say, you know what, how do I get my mental state right? How do I, because I think that it, that, that it would benefit people if you are able to, to explain your situation, to, to be able to tip, give somebody a tip as to how you got out of that slump. So my mom did mental health for 15 years mm-hmm. and she's always made that really, like a very crucial point, a very important part of me and my brother's lives to always like look after each other. And you know, all of us, the best of us get caught in those moments. The best of us get caught in those like really just trash spots. And like what was happening with me, like I was just really like in over my head and it was hard to be in Canada, but to still have everything here and to just watch everything kind of happen with like corporate optic and to just have everything just always be in my, in my mind when I'm there. Yeah. It was always, it was like, I couldn't get sleep. Yeah. It was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything like properly. So, I mean, I, I've always been the person to just kind of get lost in, uh, lost in the arts and just like and kind of creating you know like uh, i love music i love i can just i can't sit in a room of silence mm-hmm. it just it just can't never happen like that you know i'll always have music playing because it just it just takes me out of there you know like i'm perfectly fine with hanging out by myself as long as i have music yeah. you know um and at the time it was in the it was in the summer as well and uh it was just it was a lot because I, I this is like the first year I've felt lost mm-hmm. and it just we've lost me and my family like we lost a lot this year and we all kind of like went through that together yeah and I never I, I've never felt we've never felt that before so we all we were all kind of just like going going through it and um that all that all added up so what to get out of it um I had to like I had to like force myself. You know, I was I was always looking for someone to come visit. I was always looking I didn't want to be alone anymore. I didn't I was always like hitting up my friends like, "Yo, come over." You know, whether we were just hanging out, listening to music, whatever, just playing games, I always needed someone to be there. I needed to, I was reaching out, yeah. you know, and whenever somebody reaches out to you kind of like that, you kind of have to, you know, be with them, yeah. you know? So, I was just getting lost in that. Um I didn't want to make videos. Playing Fortnite helped. Yeah because I didn't want to pick up a controller. 
I was pretty sick of a controller at the time and you know my hands I think the carpal tunnel's coming up you yeah. know um, I wanted to play a new game Fortnite was popping I didn't it's not because I wanted to play it because it was popping yeah screw it everyone yeah. was playing it it's popping everyone likes yeah. the, the popular game yeah and it was a new challenge and it was a good game it's a fantastic game anyone like minus the building minus the yeah I like the building <laughs> I do I kind of like it so I got lost in that I sucked for the first three months and then I got good at it and I was like damn like let's go it's just a new challenge you know let's keep going with that um so I was just playing that just getting lost like just keeping myself busy and then I found myself um just waking up early in the morning and then just going back in the gym and I found myself like going to the gym for like two hours at a time you know normally I'd go for like an hour and I was just like man there's no games to play there's like I'm kind of just waiting for my friends to get off work I don't I don't really want to make videos because like I'm not in the right mind state to do that it's not going to be genuine it's not gonna be authentic I'm not gonna be happy about it um it's just going to be another just another youtube video you know uh so you just i just had to keep myself like busy so i just kept going to the gym and then it was literally a, a day i woke up i was like dude i don't want to sit around anymore like this is not who i'm supposed to be this is not i'm not supposed to sit around and just you know be sad like what i started asking myself like why am i sad what is it what is it that i'm not feeling fulfilled in in, in my life right now that just i don't have right now why is it and then it just kind of it came it came down that I was just asking myself all these questions like okay, I have I have a I have a separate life here. Um, what is it about here? What's going on here? What is it that the content side that just doesn't? What is it about here that just doesn't make me happy? And it was just being being away being away from family and just to see what we built for like two years just kind of not being shown the love and respect that we put into it. And to just watch it kind of just get like toyed around like that, it just, it, it didn't help. So I was like, okay, this might be a hard pill to swallow, but I think I should, I think I should leave. Cause if I leave, then I don't want to just be, you know, another member just separated. You know, I want to be, if I'm going to be a part of it, I want to be a part of it. If yeah. I'm just not going to be a part of it this time, then it's just, it's just not. And like I said before, you can't help anyone until you help yourself. And that's, you know, I'm the type of guy, like I, I will want to reach out. I will want like ask how they're doing, like, like ask them like what are your ambitions like well I want to see you do you you know and I I, I anytime somebody asked me that I didn't have an answer yeah and I was like okay I need to figure that out yeah. I need to find that answer so I I, I more than anything when we talked yesterday like when you said you got to help yourself and I and I I always say that to other people but like this year was like the first year that I actually did that for myself yeah you know what I'm saying and and you know, going through through what we went through and all that shit, you know, it happens, right? It's it's unfortunate, but it happens. And and um, and to be clear, like I don't have any ill will towards anybody anybody there. You know, it is what it is. But yeah. when I started focusing on on this studio and like what I want to do next, and 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 all that, and realizing, you know, that that we can we can sit here and dwell on everything that's going right, um, and you can try to help. And whether the help gets taken or not, like that, you at least gave it a try. And and. And this year, and Jude, Jude has been like such a such a supportive, uh, you know, entity, not just wife, but like like entity in my life that has pushed me to to really focus on myself and do what I want to do. And and uh, like this podcast, for example, like I've always wanted to do a podcast. Like even the Optic Podcast was sort of like my outlet to create and have conversations with this. Um, 
and and you know when when I started doing this, it was just like such a relief, man. When I first like got the name and when I released the first episode and 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 all that, I just I just like it, it was the first time that I felt like I'm doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I I I am accomplishing something that I set out to do. When I look at you do myself, this, it looks yeah. like you're doing your own movement, and that's what everyone should be doing. Yeah, you know, not waiting for people to do that. Yeah. I, like you're out here chasing that. You're the one pushing the button. You're the one making the moves. You're the one out here making the setups and all that. You know. And I used to be the person that kind of just like wait on wait on that, and I was like, okay, why, why would do I? Why should I wait on it? So many things just happen faster when you just do it yourself. Yeah. And I got, I used to be like that, and then I got caught in the slump of just, just a bad slump, just like really just a bad mind state and mindset. And then I just like, like watching you, watching Courage do his thing, yeah. watching people just be the do one to, to do it. Yeah, you know, I was like, that's who I'm supposed to be. This is, this is not, I was trying, I was looking at myself outside looking in, like in my office, like this is not who I'm supposed to be right now. I can't be like this. I'm not happy like this. Yeah. I need, something needs to change. Yeah. I need to be the one to push the button. I need the one to make the change. And that's only going to happen unless I make the moves that, you know, sometimes they suck. Sometimes they, when you, when you think they might hurt someone, they'll really understand, you know? And that's, I think that's what a lot of people overthink. I used to think that a lot of the times, you know, when I would do a decision, I'd be like, oh, is he going to be pissed off at me or whatever? And then I would just tell them and like, honestly, like straight up. And then it, they would, they would understand because just like anyone, if anyone told me, like if they couldn't hang out with me anymore because they want to go off and do their own thing, yeah. why would I take offense to how you want to spend your time? Right. Like you, you, you're the only person who knows how to do you the best. Like right. I can't make you be the best person you can be. Only right. you know how to do that. I don't know how to be you. No one knows how to be you. No one knows how to be me. And nobody knows really nobody what, knows. What, what people are going through or why the reasons behind the things no. that they're doing. No, and the thing with this internet space and like the social media, you you get the chance to share how much of your life goes along with it, but it also comes with the penalty of, you know, people only see what you show. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you have to really balance yourself out because if you get people too involved in your life, then they start thinking yeah. what's the best thing for you when really yeah. it focus on your own life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's not your call Absolutely, to it's man. not your call to think what's best for the other person. That's Absolutely. So tell me how phase falls into this, this, uh, this thing that you're doing. If you can talk about it, if you can't. Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so today, uh, I think my mom's, my mom's going to get here at 6 PM and she's going to Uber, Uber here to the, uh, to where, to where we are. And we're going to do a 22 hour drive, 22 hours, 22 bro. hours. Yeah. We're going to do the drive from here to Canada. I can't believe you wanted to do it by yourself. Like I understand. I like, wanted the, to do it by myself, but I, also my yeah. car tags were expired. Oh, yes. So I was going to drive out Monday. They ain't going to catch you, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know, man. That, that's pretty bad, man. Like, I I honestly got back to my, uh, I got back to the Civic, yo, and my car was so dusty. Like, I haven't been there in so long, and I was so happy to see the car. And then, of course, some people are, like, drawing, like, just Wash penis. me. Yeah, no, dude, like, some guy got creative. He drew a cowboy hat with, like, a penis on top. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, Wait, so was it, it wasn't even a hat on the penis? It was, like, it was like, dude, it was, like, a 10-gallon hat, and then the top of it, and it had, like, a penis head, like, right there. It was it was kind of creative. I laughed. I was like, okay, yeah. that's kind of creative. And then I looked at my windshield wiper, and it was, like, a notice of it getting towed because of expired tags. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. And I looked at the date and how long ago it was supposed to be towed, and I was like, okay, I think I'm fine. I just don't want to drive too far and risk it. Yeah. It's funny because I took. Well, you would only get a ticket. It would. It wouldn't tow your car. I. Th I mean, I think they could tow the car. No, I mean, no, they couldn't. They there was a notice there. The, dude, the car was parked, expired tags, and they were threatening to tow it. Yeah, 
I don't, I don't know what the deal is with that. You know? uh, neither do I. I'm not. I I'm know. not an expert. I don't know either. Know. So that kind of just made me just. I was like, all right, let's just plan it out differently. So I'm doing the two, 22 hour drive, um, and we're gonna stop in Chicago. We're gonna stop at Portillo's. We're gonna stop and get some deep dish pizza. I'm excited to do this drive with my mom. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a good time, especially in the in the Beamer too. Because last time we did a big ass drive like this, it was like to Florida. And we were in the minivan and it was just like cramfold, you yeah. know, and we were like kids. So I'm excited to be, you know, an adult and spend this time with my mom, you know, yeah. just do that, you know? Awesome. Um, so we're going to go there. Uh, the, the house is going to be, uh, I don't know when the house is going to be announced or anything like that. I don't know how much I should really speak on that, but there's going to be a, a house there. I'm going to be there. With, well, right now, I guess I'll be there with Nikon, Agony and uh, Replays and you know, the Canadian guys. And mm -hmm. I'm really excited about this because I get to be closer to home. Yeah. I get to be like, my brother lives in Toronto with his girlfriend, his fiance. I get to be two hours from home. Like my friends are all there. All my friends are like living out in Toronto now. Like the people I grew up with, Yeah, the opportunities that Toronto are putting out there are really good. My little, my little NHL hockey team, there's a lot of opportunity that they would like to do with me. And yeah. I would love to do for them you know like bring them to the house so tell us about your, your your hockey team what is it so the hockey team i sponsor is uh every single year i'll choose like just a, a team um from first nations and we'll just hook them up we'll what's first nations uh first nations reservations um where they put where all where all the natives where all the natives live the native americans yes all right um so it's uh this huge tournament that happens every single year in toronto i used to play in it all the time and I got sick like really bad, like at a few of them. Um, and the experience for me wasn't like too fun outside of the hockey games. Yeah. Um, not, not anything a kid should really go through. Yeah. So me and my mom came up with this idea. It's like, Hey, let's like, let's put it, let's put one of these teams on. Let's, let's make them feel like superstars. Let's yeah. give them all the gear. Let's, yeah. you know, give them some ice time. Let's, you know, I'll, I'll, let's play games together. Let's, let's just have it a fun time. You know, like a kid should not have to go to hotel beds and there's blood stains everywhere. These kids should not like have to get risk getting food poisoning from like any of these places. Like that was just bad. Like, let's make these kids have a great experience. Yeah. So it worked out really good the first year. And then the second year it worked out really, really, really well too. Um, and now we really want to like, just make it better every single time so these these tournaments that happen every single year it's going to be close to toronto i'd love to just you know maybe have have some of these kids you know maybe have them play video games with like some nhl players or something like that yeah. you know because that's the opportunities that could possibly happen out yeah. there and that's what i really would like to do that's just there's a lot of opportunity and toronto gets it you know norm kelly i think we all know norm kelly he gets it you know and he's one of the he's a big influencer in toronto so there's just so many opportunities out there for me. I get to be closer to home. I get to be closer to friends. I get to be around new new energies. And I think that's something really important that people should really focus on, you know, um, chase, chasing new energies, you know, like seeing what seeing other people with masters. Do you have classes. a do you have a charity for for this that's that's open to the public to donate? Have you thought about doing something like that? Because I'm, so, I'm sure a lot of people would like to want support you, but more importantly, support the kids. Yeah. Uh, in in some capacity, man, a yeah, dollar goes a long way. We're going to have we're going to have merch and we're going to all the proceeds are just going to go to the teams and all that. Um, see, I like I wish. I, I want I can't wait to like just hit up hockey sponsors like yeah. I, I can't I want to get these kids like new hockey sticks new hockey skates and yeah. all that you know yeah like, but uh, what I'm saying is like yeah that's that's a good approach you yeah, know, yeah to yeah, ask yeah. people you know to donate shit that they're not using anymore but if you start a charity man like you yourself can make a lot of like a difference on your own without having to go shake your tin cup at at sponsors man you yourself with what you built and uh, and obviously your friends supporting you I think that we could all pull a good 
donation to where we can buy these kids hockey sticks and yeah. and pads and all that shit. That's 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 what we want to do. That's what I want to do. Like yeah. you know, I want to. It's the most I could ever ask for is to just kind of get back like that, and it just feels so good. Like I go to these events, those hockey tournaments, and native kids are so so funny. They're either like really shy yeah. and they keep to themselves, or they're like. Out, like rambunctious yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. really outspoken yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's so it's so great because they bring you out of your shell they yeah. bring and brings like the the <laughs> kid brings, in you it brings the kid out of you but like when you're a native and you see these little native kids kind of just being them it brings yeah. the kind of like the little native kid out of you it's like awesome. really it really touches your heart like that um and yeah man that's just one of the things i want to do back and uh there's a lot more opportunity in my town as well i've had like a few offers to you know possibly run some events there yeah um some charity events that would be really cool maybe like i don't know if i could do a call of duty event or something yeah. like that or nhl you know i'm gonna start playing nhl but we call it shell um start doing that there and especially because you know bob yours from my town yeah. we can get a lot of we can get a lot of influence down there and honestly if we plan it to be like in the summer time of the year yeah everyone absolutely everyone i mean everyone should come down yeah. you know i've always told you guys like, yeah come to Paris. you know Sound. what i'm doing i'm not hanging out with you or anyone or my friend here i'm going fishing yes you're, you're going out on georgian bay and you're but dude, we're not I killing have, them i have like two friends that really want to take you like fishing like, yeah to, please. they want to take you Good. to the spots yeah like seriously all right well when that happens me me and your friends are gonna be doing that you guys can go do your Perry sound stuff and get drunk and drink maple le maple syrup out of milk bags how did you know we do that i don't know i just i'm racist yeah okay uh, i could tell yeah um anyway i mean you, you have anything else we've been going at it for for a minute now man i don't want to keep you you got your mom's coming in in a little bit and you know uh shit man um There's, I just like people need to know like there's this isn't like a sad thing. No, you know like what like what's happening like not just with me. I think with the timeline of optic and everything that's kind of happening in this space, it's not a sad thing. It's 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 eventful. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's, there's drama. Everyone loves that, especially on the internet. But it's not what the main point. It's not a sad thing. Yeah, it's it's a new chapter, and I think, uh, I think all of us are slowly starting to realize that, and we're all. Putting, I think we're all starting to like really understand like we're on this part of life that we need to, you know, make our own decisions and just go, you know, be the best us, you yeah. know, and whether that means, you know, if we lose an, like a five letters in front of our name or anything like that, that doesn't matter. Well, I would never do that. Personally. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for life. <laughs> you wouldn't just go play hex again? No, I couldn't. No, man. I, I, optic is my life, my life's work, my life's passion. If I can help it in any way, I I, I will, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it'll always be optic to me will always be a, a, an, a, a sort of not an illusion because it's a real thing, but it's, it's a symbol. It's, it's, a to me, it's more than just a logo out there, right? Mm -hmm. It is, it is, it is more than that. And it's not just because it saved my life, but it's because of the, the amount of people that, that, that have come together to build something incredible, uh, more importantly the the sort of family feel that we've created and and you coming in to me and saying hey i'm gonna join another team like that will never affect like our friendship because we were brothers in in something special and it'll always be that way for me so so no i would never just go playing hacks no i'm, uh, I'm gonna die off i said hacks. plague oh plague plague yeah plague for those of you who don't know it was my first uh, call of duty team uh in call of duty 2 before i joined optic um 
funny enough, when you were telling the story about how you joined Optic, I, I relived how I, like, I know every single aspect of the moment that I was brought on to Optic, every single special thing. I remember looking at my brother and saying, I just got asked to join Optic. And my brother saying, it's like, do it, you know? And then after he said, do it, you know, him and, and the rest of the guys were like, well, what's going to happen to us? Because that shit's going to die if, if Hector's not running it. And, you know, sure enough, it did. My brother ended up bringing my brother over to Optic and, and we did something so else. So couldn't, you couldn't think like that. Like, if you couldn't be like, oh, I'm going to stay with Plagues. I don't want to die. You know, you had to do what you had to do. Yeah. And now look what it is. There was always something about Optic that, that always did it. Something. And then once it became mine and mine alone, I, I watered it every single day. I plucked the shit that needed to be plucked out. I car washed it and shined it every single day to to make it uh something that everybody could be proud of that's a part of it so anyway brother thank you so much man this won't be the last time uh i want to do a podcast like this one in the future in in paris sound on Tareo. let's do it i think we should also do one maybe in the future just with everyone at the one two three eight 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 i know you got ten i know you're gonna i know you're gonna do the 60 50 one that's gonna be a good one but we should also do a one two three five yeah and i and i also want to do a podcast with you, Predator, and Dietrich, to just talk about sniping and sniping only. We could totally do that. It'd be sick, wouldn't it? Like yeah. the, 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 the theory behind because I don't think that any, I don't think people understand the movement and how important sniping was in Call of Duty esports, even as it stands. Because if it wasn't for the sort of popularity that Optic got off of, off of, uh, off of sniping, if it wasn't for the popularity that FaZe got off of sniping, the amount of casual players that loved sniping because of that then sort of started to migrate to to esports and and, and it helped a lot. So I, I do want to touch on that a little. Another bit. good one I think would be uh, I think me Predator and shot with you. Yeah, that too. like those. Like, well, look, man, this is gonna go on for for a long, long time. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see a world in the near future where I don't have this podcast. Like it's it's something that I've wanted to do for a very, very long time, and now that I have this opportunity to sort of have just have casual conversations where we get super, super deep into into everything that is everything. Um, I think that, you know, one, the people need it, mm-hmm. want it, uh, and enjoy it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope that you guys did enjoy this this episode, episode number five with my man, Austin Pamaj, Pamajuan. Uh, this video... And audio is is this is on, on on YouTube as you guys are watching right now. So please subscribe. I'm trying to turn that. Oh, plus one. Oh, we just got one out of that. So minus thirty six today. Let's go. So if you can, so if you can spare a subscription, uh, please click it. It's for free. Just click subscribe. You'd be doing me a huge huge favor. If you are uh, listening on iTunes, on Google Podcast, on uh, SoundCloud, soon we'll be doing Spotify or something else nice. that people are asking. Uh, Stitcher you're gonna be on iTunes I'm already on iTunes oh, uh, we, we made it thank you to everybody for helping us get to the number one spot we're at number three right now in gaming on iTunes which is like crazy after just like four episodes that's gnarly. so I'm super super psyched about that and, and oh, this is episode number five by the mm. way right yeah did I been saying anyway doesn't really matter uh thank you so subscribe on everything if you're listening on itunes leave a like leave a comment uh same for google podcast same for soundcloud um and more importantly if you're on youtube leave, leave the subscription leave a comment down below uh let us know what guests you guys want me to go see next i have some pretty cool guests lined up uh in the near future so thank you so much for listening we'll see you guys on the next one thank you so much thank you. Thanks for having me.